Genesis tonight, Genesis chapter number 22. It is an honor to be here. I am glad most of all the Lord's here. Amen. I appreciate the good presence of the Lord. I've sensed in this place. and I'm thankful, preacher, for this invitation. You let me come, stand in your pulpit. I do not take that lightly, and I surely do want the help of the Lord tonight. Amen. Genesis chapter 22, you're well able to stand tonight, and we'll read just a few verses and then we'll pray and try to preach as the Lord directs our heart tonight. Genesis chapter 22, verse number one, the Bible said, and it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thy only son Isaac, whom thou livest, and get thee in the land of Moriah. Offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him. And Isaac his son and clave the wood after the burnt offering rose up and went in the place which God had told him. Then on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass and I and the land will go yonder and worship and come again to you. Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering, laid it upon Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and the knife. And they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the, the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them, uh, together. Skip down to verse 19. The Bible said, So Abraham returned unto his young men, and they rose up and went together to Beersheba. And Abraham dwelt at Beersheba. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you, Lord, tonight for your mercy and for your grace. Lord, I'm thankful to stand and to open your word tonight. Lord, I pray for just a few minutes. Give me clarity of thought, clarity of speech. I pray you set a guard about my mind and my mouth. Help me to only preach the preaching that you bid us tonight. Hold back the forces of the enemy. I pray your spirit and your word have freedom to work in our hearts and lives. Help us to ever draw closer to you. And everything you do, we'll praise you and we'll thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. You can be seated. I've read to you, I know a very familiar passage of scripture. There's much preaching that we could do in this text. We could preach out of verse 1 on the school of faith. For the Bible said that God did tempt Abraham. He put his faith to the test. And I want to say this, we ain't getting out of this world without our faith being put to the test. Amen. And I, I see whatever preacher does right there. A faith that cannot be tested. I cannot be trusted. And that's right. And by the way, this testing was so Abraham would trust God more fully. Amen. Every test we go through, man, is to draw us closer to God. Help us to understand we can really trust him. He's not neglecting us. He ain't beating on us. But that growing of our faith is so important in our walk with him. Hey, we could preach out this text also 
How about worship in verse 5? He said, well, go worship. Amen. I'll tell you, that's something missing in some churches in this day. They meet together. They go through the formality, but they fail to worship. I've said this across the country, and I mean this. The average Baptist church ought to be sued for a false advertising because their signs said, let them worship, and they never worship. Oh, may we be men that worship God. Oh, friend, listen to me. It don't matter what the crowd does when you go to church. You go to get in. You go to worship God. Hey, I'm telling you, he's worthy. He's deserving. And by the way, you will never accidentally worship. It's premeditated. Amen. You worship on purpose. Amen. And nobody can force you to worship. It's a choice. I just made up my mind. My wife's papa, J.R. Plymouth, I taught me years ago. He said, boy, don't go to get bound. Go to get loose. That's what I've been doing these years. Hey, going to get in. I've come up in here to worship tonight. Hey, to pray and seek God together. Hey, there's much preaching on worship in this chapter. Hey, there's, there's a sacrifice with it. Hey, you'll sacrifice to worship. Yeah, man, you men made a sacrifice to be here tonight. Oh, yeah, there's other things you could do, probably some things you needed to do, but you set this aside to come pray and come to worship. Thank God for men that are going to worship of the God of heaven. Hey, we could preach also out of this chapter on Isaac, a type of Christ. Boy, it's in there. Isaac had a supernatural birth. He's the son of the old age of Abraham. Hey, we find there, Abraham laid that wood on Isaac. That's a picture of God laying our sin on his son Jesus. Amen. Hey, he became the Lamb of God that taketh away of the sin of the world. Hey, listen, I'll shout with you. When you say, boy, I'm glad my sins are in the depths of the sea. I'll shout with you, but that's Old Testament. Hey, I'll shout with you, sits behind this back. I know what you mean, but that's Old Testament. Hey, but I like what John said. Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away of the sin of the world. Thank God they're gone. They coming back up. They'll not be held against me because of the blood of Christ. I've been made free, been made clean by the blood of Christ. Oh, friend, much preaching, much preaching we could do in this text. But I'm interested in verse 3, 5, and 19, where the Bible said, And Abraham rose up early in the morning, saddled his ass, and took two of his young men. Verse 5, Abraham said unto his young men. Verse 19, so Abraham returned to his young men. Hey, there's two fellas here. Now, two things quickly as introduction about them. Number one, their name's omitted. I use, I'm using that word on purpose because that word omitted means to leave out intentionally. This is not a scribal error. Amen, them liberals, you know that. They like to pick at our Bible. There ain't no error in it. God didn't want us to know who these two men were. And fellas, this world may never know who we are. 
Oh, have the big religious rant may never know who you are, may not know where this church is, your church or my church, but oh, there's a God in heaven. Oh, he knows me by, hallelujah. He knows me and I know him. Hey, and he passes by my way and helps me. These men's names are never mentioned on purpose. Hey, it ain't important to let people know us by name. You leave it here tonight and you can't remember me. Big deal. It don't matter. I'm glad I know him. And he knows me. Oh, not all their names are omitted, but they're overlooked. How many messages have you heard on them two fellas? Matter of fact, most preaching I've ever heard in my life is they'll mention these two young men say two. It's the number of witness. That's all I've ever heard about them. I was listening to a young preacher a few about three years ago now on the radio, and he mentioned that about their name omitted. And boy, the Holy Ghost seized my heart, and I began to think about these two young men and how they're over. Not much said about them, not much preached about them. But I got looking in verse five where the Bible said, "And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide you here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship, and come again." to you. I did preach tonight about these two young men and preach on this subject. Hold the mule till the Lord returns. Hold the mule till the Lord returns. I know again the world does not know us and compared to other Christians, compared to other preachers, we've probably not done much but we're called to do what God wants us to do. Hey, I preach where God opens the door and I tell folks I preach here, preach. I don't know that place. It's okay. That's my corner of the field. That's where God's put me. I've learned this, fellas. That big farm equipment can't get the corners. They may get a big out there in the harvest, but they can't get the corners. I'll just stick to my corner. Amen. I'm happy getting a stock here and a stalk down every now and then. A good handful of purpose. Amen. Oh, friend, I'm seeing us tonight. Though the world may not know us, God knows us. And we just need to hold the mule till the Lord returns. Preacher, what do you mean? We'll look at three things in verse five. Uh, first of all, these two men had to remain. He said there, abide ye here with this. He didn't say abide over there or over yonder. Preacher, he said, abide here. Abide ye here. Hey, at ye business. He's uh, speaking to just them right there. He spoke to us too, amen. He's got a place for all of us uh, to serve him. I am, man. Well, friend, he said you got to remain. The uh, fellas right here. Me and Isaac's going up yonder and we'll worship. But you stay right here. Amen. You see, they didn't, they didn't get to pick the place. They couldn't argue. And I said, and I said, Abraham, I think it'd be better over there near that tree. He didn't, oh, no, no, right there. Abide ye here. I, I'm pastor in my fourth church, and I've also been a full-time evangelist. I've never got to pick anything I've ever done. I'm not one of the churches. I said, boy, I'd like to pastor. No, I was trying to run for most of them. 
Amen. Hey, I'm just telling you honest truth. I'm just being transparent. I've never picked anywhere I've ever pastored, but he said it's right there. Somebody said, how'd you know? He told me. Some fellas, I know some fellas struggle to find the will of God about not me, friend. God just said right there. And if he speaks what I'm going to do, he don't ain't doing nothing. Amen. He said, preacher, abide ye here. Amen. God chooses the place. Amen. Somebody asked me one time. Said, preacher, do you, did you, do you like evangelism or pastor? Which one you like better? And I say, I just love the will of God. Whether it's an evangelist or a pastor, if I know that's what God wants me to do, I'm happier than a pig in the mud. Amen. I just like being in the will of God. I want God to be able to use me. I don't deserve him using me. He ought to kick me aside, never look back my way. It's enough that he just saved me. But then he put his hand on me. He put the call in me. Oh, thank God for the privilege to serve. He said, abide, ye here. They didn't get to choose the place. They didn't get to choose the period of time they was there. They've done travel three days. And when they get that point, it said that Abraham saw the place. He's going to do the offering afar off. So we don't know how long them fellas had to stay right there. Hey, man. Hey, I, I'm where I am until God gives further orders. I'm going to help all of us fellas, especially you preachers, because I'm glad an older preacher helped me. I remember years ago when I was a pastor up in Burnsville, boy, just one of them, them times, it's just kind of cold, and Lord, there's not a whole lot of happening. It just happens, I'm telling you, I don't care where you pastor at. And I was afraid maybe I stayed too long. And, and I was talking to an older preacher, and I, I shared my burden. He said, son, let me ask you some questions, or ask you a question. He said, did God really tell you to take that church. I said, without a doubt. I said, it sealed my heart. He said these words, and boy, it helped me. He said, if he ever changes his mind, he'll tell you. But he ain't coming by to reassure you every day. That's the place. If he said that's the place, that's the place. We need to stay right there till we get another word from the Lord. You've even got another Bible example. In Elijah, he was sent down to the brook chair. And when the waters dried up, he didn't run off. He waited till another word from the Lord came. And that word he acted on and went to Zarephath. And then he got the word, go show yourself. Hey, I'm saying to us, we're not in control of the time. I don't know when Jesus is coming. I hope it's tonight. I ain't got to go back to Bowling Springs for nothing. I've been packed up 43 years. I'm heaven bound with the hammer down. Hey, I'm going to tell you, I'm just trying to buy where he put me. I'm trying to do what he wants me to do until he comes get me. Amen. Oh, you said, but I'm not a preacher. That's okay. That's okay. Keep doing what he told you to do. Everybody can't preach. Or if everybody preached, we wouldn't have nobody to preach to. Amen. And I'm glad, too, all preachers ain't the same. That'd be boring. That'd be plumb crazy to me. Amen. I like different styles and everything. I like it all, don't you? I just preach with this book. Yeah, man. Well, we find, he said to these boys, you just abide you here with the ass. We see they had to remain. Boy, it'd been good. When Jesus saved us, he just took us to heaven. Amen. Preacher, why did he didn't do it? He didn't want to. That's it. 
If he wanted us to go, he would have took us. I about died in 2019. That's before COVID ever come out. Uh, but he didn't take me in a while one time. I still had some work I need to do. And when that work's done, hey, he'll either come to the clouds, get us all out of here, or I'll go by the grave. Amen. But until that point, I want to abide where the Lord tells me to be. It don't matter if anybody else agrees where I'm at or not. It's the will of God. That don't really matter. What matters, I know what God said. And I'm doing what God told me to do. Hey, abide you where he put you. Amen. They had to remain. Abide you here. And then they had responsibility. Secondly, he said, abide you here with the ass. They're going to take care of the mule. Ain't that a glamorous job? Huh? Oh, couldn't you? I could imagine if it had been our day, he'd want a selfie with that mule, wouldn't he? I doubt it, amen. Nobody, we wouldn't want nobody to know that's all we're doing. Hello now. Oh, yeah. But that's what God said. Hey, you got You take, abide you here with that. You take care of that mule. That's what he's, they've been giving the job. Them two young men. He said, y'all watch that mule right there. You take care. You see, he said, you're going to have to provide for it. I'm going. It's my mule. You're, you're, you're my servant. Take care of the mule. Hey, Amen. He said, provide. Make sure it's got water and food. Hey, Amen. I don't know what God's got you doing. But you've got the responsibility of getting it done. Amen. Amen. If it's given you a family, you've got a responsibility with that family. If he's called you to preach, you've got a responsibility to preach that Bible to the sheep and to the sinner. Amen. Oh, yeah. Hey, we've got to provide. We've got to take care of what God gave us. Oh, somebody said, oh, I ain't got a big crowd. Uh, let me say this. The more you have, the more you're responsible and going to give account for. I just figured out God's put me where he wants me with the crowd he wants me. If he wants to give me more, he'll give me more. That don't mean I'm lazy. I'm a eyewitness, folk and back, people, church, all that good stuff. But I'm going to tell you something. God's in charge of this thing. I mean, I'm responsible for my part, and that's doing what he said to do. He said, preach the word. And that's what I tried to major on. Even right now, I'm just digging in that verse. We're just looking at what these servants had to do. These two young men, they had a, they have a responsibility. Provide for that mule. But also he said, you better protect it. That's my mule. Don't you let no bear, no lion, no band of bandits come get my mule. Amen. That's right. I'm going to tell you something. I love my family. I'd fight you over my family. I ain't gonna let my get to my family. I love my church the same way. That's right. Amen. Hey, we got responsibility at why we're left behind here for just a little while. Now listen, I don't know how long he is gone. But they was faithful where they is put. Amen. I see they they had to remain. They had responsibility number three. And they had to be ready. Because he said, There abide you here at the house, and I and the lad will go yonder. We're going to leave you, boys. We're going to be gone. Just what we're going to go worship. But he said, This, and come again to you. That kind of sounds awful familiar, don't it? 
Amen. Abraham said, now boys, we're going away for just a little while. But we are, by the way, he showed that, hey, though he's going to offer Isaac, he put faith in the God of heaven. If a guy to kill him, he's got power to resurrect him. He said, I am the lad, we're going yonder. And he said, we're coming again. We're coming back, amen. Can I remind you, Jesus said, I go to prepare a place. And if I go, and he did, he said, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. Them angels saw them boys looking up as he ascended and said, this same Jesus, not another Jesus, but this same Jesus is so coming in like manner. Hey, he promised to come again. He closed up the book of Revelation saying, surely I come quickly. Amen. He's coming. Oh yeah. Hey, you see, friend, there's a promise. He said, we're going, he said, we'll come back and come again to you. That's a promise. God's give us a promise. And, and by the way, he ain't never lied before. Why is he going to start now? He's done fulfilled so much of this book. Why would he fail in those other promises? Amen. I'm telling you tonight, he said, I'm going away, but I am coming again. Oh, yeah. You see, they didn't know when he's coming back. He didn't say, now, all right, boys, pinpoint it. One day, three hours, 36 minutes, and three seconds. He didn't tell them none of that, did he? He didn't say, we're going away, but we're coming back. He didn't say when. So guess what? They had to be ready. I mean, could you imagine if they'd left that mule and wandered off down in some town? Huh? Got, got run down to the creek and, well, let's drop a line and let's fish just a minute. Oh, no. He said, abide you here. We don't know when he's coming. I guarantee them boys got in a conversation. Hey, we better stay right here. Hey, Abraham ain't never lied to us. He's always uh, stuck by his word. He said, they're coming back. Uh, we better just abide right here. Hey, fellas, God ain't never lied to you. And he never will. He never will. Oh, yeah, because you see that. I read a verse to you because that's the performance. That's it, that's it coming to pass. Verse 19, he said, So Abraham returned unto his young men. I read that on purpose because what I was preaching on tonight. I know that looked a little strange. I was reading it, man. You can drop down that. What in the world? I'm just saying he said was coming again. He did. I'm going to tell you the Lord promised it and before we get out of here before it really gets dark down in this valley hey we could be on the street of gold amen well, the moment you could be in a body that's tired and wrecked with pain and the next in a glorified body a fashion under his glorious body well, the moment riding down the road the next to riding through the air one moment abiding by the side of the road in a little house and next in a place prepared by him. Oh, I'm saying tonight, he's promised to come. Let's be ready. Amen. I don't want to be caught unaware. Amen. By the way, I may not get all the crowns that are mentioned in the New Testament. As that soul winners and that martyr crown, all that, we can talk about all of them. But there's one I can get for sure. And you ought to be getting That's that crown for loving his appearing. Now, I'll admit this. I'm, I'm only 53. I mean, I know I look like I'm about ancient as a dirt, you know, but I'm not that old. 
But I remember when I started preaching at 15 and somewhere in my early 20s, I got to preaching on the coming of the Lord. And an older preacher pulled me aside after I got done. He said, son, you just think you want Jesus to come. He said, you get some age on you. And you realize this world ain't it. And realize his coming is going to fix everything you, that's wrong with you and everything around you. He said, you will want him to come. I'm going to testify that's true. The older I get, the more I realize this down here is just stuff. When we left Burnsville over 13 years ago, went into full-time evangelism, I was in evangelism five years between Pleasant Valley and Gateway Baptist where I'm at now. We, we sold stuff, we gave stuff. Boy, we lived in the parsonage. His son was huge. Had three little young'uns. You can accumulate a lot of stuff. But he wasn't very hard when you got looking at the price of a storage shed and a little place you're renting ain't got room. You can chunk a whole lot of stuff. And me and my wife come this 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 very uh, thing is stuff. And we can't do without stuff. But we can't do without him. Amen. I'm saying tonight we need to hold the mule till the Lord returns. Amen. Now you, you're not going to give an account for me, and I'm not giving an account for you. Amen. I, if you quit, I'm praying God help me stay right. If I quit, you pray God help you to stay right. Finish your race. Don't be Demas. Be Paul. Amen. Let's finish with glory down in our soul. Oh, friend, tonight, he said, them boys, you just abide you here. Hold the mule till the Lord comes. You've got to remain. We've got to stay for a little while longer. Preacher, been a long time. Well, he said, days a thousand years, a thousand years is a day. That business, you know what, Peter? He ain't been gone as long as we like to think he is. Now, I know that's hard for us to compute. It really is. Now, if you've got all that figured out, bless your little heart. I can't quite grab all that, but I can tell you this. He's not in time. He's in eternity. He's looking into time. You and I are controlled by time. All we can see is right now. He sees it all at the same time. Amen. He ain't been gone long. He is coming quickly. If you Listen, if we live to be 100, we ain't live but 10% of 1,000 years. You know that? Really ain't all that long. You get looking at life. Life's a vapor. It's not really that long. I'm telling you, the Lord's coming. He's coming. He's coming. I hope he does tonight. If he don't come tonight, well, I'm going to look for him in the morning. He'll come tomorrow, I'm going to look for him Sunday. So wouldn't that be a sunrise? Lord, help us right there. That make me want to cut a cartwheel. Son, that, instead of the S-U-N watching it come on, you see the S-O-N rise up. Amen. But what a hallelujah day. We're headed there, boys. We're on our way. Let's hold the mule till the Lord comes. Father, <coughs> Take the message. Use it, Lord, to help these men that's gathered here. Help me, oh God, to hide it in my heart. Lord, I'm glad there's help along this journey. Lord, I pray you just encourage each one. May we be faithful until you come. In Jesus' name, amen.